Hello and welcome to the Get Curious podcast. Um, I'm here, Laura Dougal, with my friend Brian Valentine. And we're going to um, share some of our thoughts and reflections and reframes from our um, time in lockdown in the current situation today. Sorry, Brian, do you want to say hello? <laughs> hello. That's all right. You go for it. <laughs> Just got carried away. <laughs> I know, that Friday feeling. How are you doing? What are your reflections on how things are? Yeah. I think we're doing okay at the moment. I think it was um, it was quite unsettling the first the first week in the UK here, where everything was sort of changing and it felt like there was sort of a change every day. I found that week quite difficult. Um, just lots of uncertainty, and I also didn't like um, taking my daughter to school and mm. then coming home. And it was sort of like the I felt like there was a sort of um, disconnect. In terms of the advice so it was sort of it's okay for your children to go to school but you shouldn't be going out anywhere which just felt a bit weird yeah the whole uk approach has been a bit crazy um because i mean for us the schools closed first and then they said work from home because obviously the schools is where you're going to pass it around and people were kind of theorizing weren't they that boris johnson or whoever wanted to kind of get this herd immunity and, and by keeping the schools open it was a way to kind of get loads of people to get it but then they realized that was going to be a huge a strain on the NHS and they've got to backpedal. That, that's no, not in, in the UK, but that's what it seemed like observing it. Yeah, I think that sort of not knowing and then lots of like conspiracy theories flying about and confusion and people sort of not being clear mm. on um, what they were being asked to do. Just yeah, I did that. That was I didn't like that. I felt like as soon as they said right, the schools are closing. To me, that was just a bit of a sigh of relief almost, and yeah. then it felt like yeah. there's a very clear line on these are the rules and these are the things that you're allowed to do um and then i think sort of last week we were just accepting that a bit and kind of getting our heads around what we were being asked to do and what that meant in reality and then i think um this week has actually been i don't know if i'm just a bit in denial or what's <laughs> happening but i just feel sort of we've shut our front door um yeah. we're just sort of we've stopped watching the news so much it just feels like there's we're not waiting for a big announcement today mm-hmm. um so that sort of pressure and uncertainty has been taken away and actually we're just sort of yeah just getting on with being at home and doing what we can do and focusing on what's in front of us really i think it's a bit like being in a submarine underwater isn't it like you're kind of bobbing along under the sea in our little bubble and then occasionally we'll look up to the surface and go up oh, still going on and go back down <laughs> so you kind of got like a vague idea that you know, it's still happening and I'm, I'm kind of social media distancing so i'm not really checking facebook or linkedin or or the news that much i'm hearing about it through other people and maybe checking the headlines occasionally or just checking from a reputable source but yeah it's kind of no it's not helpful really to kind of keep indulging in that kind of doom and gloom and everything no i found that as well i found um i was sort of all over social media checking um, news apps all the time and at one point i was actually sort of really noting um like the number of cases in the UK and in our town and the number of deaths then and like like almost like every day needing to know like how many people have died and just actually got to a point where I thought gosh that's really unhealthy and not helpful to me um so I used like talking about reframing so I just think of like what would be useful um and I started reframing that by looking at how many cases worldwide there have been and how many people Mm -hmm. have recovered so just sort of like you, like not every day, but just every now and then just checking in and seeing like, oh, okay, how many people um, have actually recovered so far? And just finding that that is a lot, um, 
so just a lot more positive and it's a lot more comforting yeah. to be reminded that people are also recovering you know so it's just I don't know I found that a really really helpful reframe when I was getting a bit carried away a bit morbid about it yeah I think that's important to look at the statistics of it as well I think even with my, my kids they were saying the number of deaths in our country was about 0.225 percent so it was like a quarter of a percent it was really small and you know, we could even look every day on you know road traffic deaths and it's probably higher mm. and there's other kind of you no know, well someone said to me a number of you know, people dying from other things um and so yeah i mean and, and people say it's unprecedented and it's not really if you kind of look at history i mean there was a spanish flu after the first world war which had a huge huge death rate you know and there was you know, the plague because there's all these memes aren't there about kind of you know newton kind of isolating during the plague and coming up with the theory of gravity or whatever and then shakespeare came up with king Lear, which i don't know came up with a lot of other good stuff as well but it's not unprecedented and, and it's not like it's not like the plague when they're kind of putting black crosses on people's houses and you're definitely going to die it's not like the spanish flu um it doesn't mean that you know it's, it's not bad but you kind of got to keep it in perspective a little bit and, and like you were talking about last time about the kind of circle of control and then you're kind of pouring over those data and stuff but what can you actually control you can control you know yourself not getting it yourself not passing it on checking in with people it's totally around that kind of you no know, you no know, circle of control isn't it so mm. so how else and how how is that helping kind of doing the reframing for you i think just having a different just what you've said really having a different perspective um just coming at it from a different angle. So for me, one of the things that I worried about as well was um, not having enough food. So like with, mm -hmm. in the UK, like everyone's been like panic buying and there have been mm -hmm. things not available. I think it's kind of sorted itself out now. But yeah. when that was happening, like in our house, food is like one of my responsibilities. And also having, um, just because I like that control to be fair. Um, <laughs> Got the keys to the larder. Yeah, definitely. And I think also having us all at home, knowing mm. that we're going to be eating more. Um, and also like, you know, I'm having to prepare lunches, which I hadn't been doing before. And like just sort of factoring those in, which I haven't been doing before. So I always had a real thing about like, there's not enough, like we're not going to have enough. And that was something I was really finding myself thinking. And then I was sort of, and then I just thought, actually, we have, you know, we've got, um, I've always got loads of tins of food in our cupboard, mm -hmm. but, you know, we've always got things in our freezer. So I tried to just reframe that a bit by like, okay, we might not be able to eat the things that we would normally, but actually there will always be something that we can find at the supermarket. And there is always going to be something in our freezer or there's always going to be something in our cupboard. And I've got loads of recipe books and we've got access to the internet where I could find some you know so actually seeing it as yeah. an opportunity to be a bit more creative with our food or we might try something different so that yeah I found reframing that as well from like we have we're not going to have enough we haven't got enough to oh actually it's a time to really try something new and see yeah we've, we've thought that as well because it has been a first of all there's a, there's a worry of the scarcity and then you go to the grocery store the second time and they've, they've got everything again mm. and then it's like the mental load of kind of thinking about all the lunches and meals like what are we gonna cook like just thinking about it like it's just an extra stress like um but then as you say like sometimes i go to the store and it's like i'm having to go to a different store and they've got new stuff i haven't had and we're kind of like coming up with treats or different ideas for lunches and yeah it's kind of you know, experimenting in some ways yeah which is yeah. nice isn't it and how are you finding um working from home with your children at home as well um, yeah, we're on, our, we're on our kind of third week now and the schools for us are closed now a bit longer. Um, so I think it was difficult at first, the first few days, just to get everyone into the kind of rhythm and get the kids into it. And my wife's had a lot of IT problems with her work and she's had a lot of, lot of work to do. 
um, you know, she's doing kind of legal translation work for the Court of Justice and they're having their kind of all their announcements and there's one of the only few people set up to work from home she's getting a lot of stuff to do and then her IT is not working properly so, she, so that, that was kind of stressful for her and then um, at the same time so but now you know the kids have got into a kind of way of working um, she's kind of got into a way of working and I found that like if I go for a walk in the morning in the forest like um, by our house that's a good time because that's when she's having problems with IT <laughs> and like it's not helpful for me being there um, but it kind of saves me from some of the some of the blast radius and then I, I'm kind of like just gonna if I can I'm gonna go for a walk in, uh, and then do lunch and then not kind of like try to quick, quickly do some emails it's just like okay this morning I'm gonna get lunch ready then I'm gonna block out time and on the blackboard in our kitchen I'm kind of writing when I've got various calls with work. So some of my calls are like with Seattle, so they're more in the evening. So you know, every day I kind of write on the blackboard what times I need to be undisturbed for, for doing video calls. So that's kind of, that's kind of working well. Mm. Yeah, how about so, you with your, with your work? Yeah, so I've been working a bit more this week. That's one of the things actually that I've heard a lot in- um, On your coaching there. calls and things. Yeah, just this thing about blurred boundaries. Um, there's a couple of things I'm hearing a lot of actually. I think this thing about um, everyone now using this term about ho like homeschooling, which I'm not really on board with. The kind of it's not really homeschooling because the teachers no. are still setting all the work. It's not like they were just kind of like supervising. I feel like as well. I think obviously my daughter's only five, so she's only just started school, um, which is very different to anybody who is um, having a teenager at home or someone who is about to do exams. So I get that that's different, but I also I suppose my concern around it is that like people are under a lot of pressure and if they are being asked to work from home and to um, be as productive as they would be in the office and then they're also feeling this pressure to homeschool their children um, and I kind of feel like if you weren't a teacher yesterday you're probably not going to wake up being a teacher today and mm. I just I, my concern is for people feeling this sort of pressure of like why aren't I able to um, deliver the curriculum in this way or yeah, why won't my child and, yeah. listen to me or that so I think that sort of I, don't, I feel like that might add an extra layer of stress that just right now is not very helpful um our school have been really good and have been in touch to say you know do you want any material or not like we've put they put some things online um and some parents have gone back and said yes they would like things to work through with them but a lot of people have gone back and said actually we don't want to have to work through we don't want the pressure of having to work through a curriculum. We just kind of yeah. want something to hang some activities around, really. And, you know, I think, I don't know, for me, it feels like the yeah. end goal is just, are we, are we all well? You know, and are we all yeah, doing exactly. okay and not too stressed? Yeah, it's funny. I got, I got an email from one of the parents of, you know, from the class and they'd emailed all the other parents saying they didn't think the English teacher was giving enough work for their child and they wanted to give them more work. And we were like, I think they're giving them enough just like chill out <laughs> just like take a breath like it's okay to slow down and I think the world's been spinning so fast and I know that my work's been spinning so fast it's it's good in a, in a way maybe the universe is saying like just slow down and take a break I'm going to force you all to stay in your houses like travel less the air, air quality the wildlife's all going to improve like just to kind of you know you haven't been listening to the warnings about climate change so we're going to force you to do that I don't know Maybe there's something the universe is trying to tell us, but I think it's okay to slow down. That's the message we're getting is like, slow down, mm. spend time with your families. So don't fight it. I think surrender to that and, and spend time with your family and, and do nice things and, and see what they're doing. Like a lot of us don't always have time to see what our children are learning. Mm. And you, yeah, let's not devalue the teaching profession. We're not teaching them. We're kind of more, more, more involved and 
I think my children are really enjoying having us around and it's kind of like extended centre parks for them a little bit. Yeah. I feel like my daughter is, um, she's told me quite a few times that she doesn't want to go back to school. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm just having a great <laughs> only just started as well, like, done that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, so I'm sort of, I'm, I'm thinking about the other end of it and like, how are we going to get her to go back but actually for now another reframe I suppose was like I was worried about oh my gosh she doesn't want to go back to school how's mm. that going to work when she does go back to school and again it's like well we're not there yet and actually yeah. isn't it great that she's so happy and wouldn't it be worse if she was crying every day and saying that she missed yeah I want to go back to school friends? yeah you know so actually within that I'm kind of like there's a positive in that she's just she's happy to be at home with us for now <laughs> yeah no, there's lots of reframes right now I had a great reframe yesterday evening so I had a coaching session um oh, with one of my coaches yeah. you know, remember, remember our second podcast I talked about various coaching and then one was this American woman um he's got a PhD from the University of Birmingham but lives back in the US and she's does coaching for non-Americans working in American tech companies but I took her up on it and I kind of signed up and paid for eight sessions with her because we had a great first call her name's Susan and um yeah, we had a good kind of coaching session and I've been kind of, I guess a bit down. I'd applied for a role at work and hadn't heard back and it kind of, it kind of turns out I hadn't got it. And I was kind of, yeah, like she said, maybe feeling a bit sorry for myself and being a bit of a victim. And then she kind of really helped me reframe that and reframe my kind of career direction. And no, that tied in with me being headhunted for like a marketing director role locally, which no, I've been going down the kind of diversity path for a couple of years. And no, I think I've learned a lot, but I don't, but, I can probably still influence um, that agenda, but being in a more of a position of power and kind of role modeling that, you know, rather than trying to influence directors to be the director and, and kind of do it and role model it. So I just got, got excited about that. And then I started kind of, you know, she was like, don't rush straight into kind of job hunting. Look about kind of the backbone of your needs. And so like kind of define what is it you're looking for? What is it you want? You know, go on salary.com, find out what salary is a good expectation for that role in that location. So I was really excited. So last night, you know, I kind of got my journal out and I was kind of writing down kind of my, my dream job, key requirements. And then I went back onto LinkedIn, onto my, my CV or resume, as she called it, and just totally reframed it. So you know, for the last two years, I've been kind of going in the direction of kind of diversity and inclusion roles and kind of you know, framed my job title, framed how I describe my experiences on LinkedIn and my CV to kind of go in that direction. And now kind of going back, because I was in kind of marketing leadership before, to kind of reframe all of that and change how I kind of come across and kind of just, just kind of pivot. And it's still towards the same ultimate goal, but kind of in a different way really fun actually and kind of quite exciting she she called it her new boyfriend approach like well you didn't get one job let's just get you excited about another one <laughs> like a total total rebound but it's great and it's, it's it is interesting to kind of reframe your career narrative and kind of point you in a different direction which seems to have more more opportunities so um so yeah i haven't really told anyone about that yet <laughs> so if my boss is listening sorry yeah. but, um, <laughs> what? But that's what it is <laughs> That's what it is. And so that's what I'm, what I'm looking at now. So, so yeah, reframing is, is can be really motivating for me going from feeling like a bit of a victim and stuck on a path to just reframe with the help of a coach, the direction I was going and the kind of values, value and strengths that I had has been really kind of motivating for me in the last 24 hours. I love that. And I love that you can take the same situation, but just focus. So you haven't changed anything in terms of your work history or like nothing has it just changed, changed it's how just I where you're focusing it. it what you're focusing and how I, on and how I called it yeah so my yeah. current role is like I'm a senior program manager 
and I'd, I'd added on LinkedIn inclusion and diversity because that's half of my role. And I thought, how can I get Google or someone to hire me? I'm, I'll make it look like that's what I'm doing. But that's not my actual job site. So I'd already reframed it one way and now kind of reframed it back towards, you know, what I'm product managing, some of this kind of mechanisms and stuff. So you're just kind of, you know, framing, you know, for the role you want to go for or the direction you're going in. This, this is exactly the same work. Just, I mean, I've got a marketing degree, so I'm good at spinning things, but just kind of changing it for a different audience or putting a different stand on it. Yeah. So fun. are you going to share with us about this new, like the marketing director's role or is that, you know, good? Yeah, it's funny <laughs> because, um, I don't know, it's just someone in, uh, just a headhunter. I don't get many headhunters and I know it kind of is like an ego stroke, but she messaged me about this marketing director role, you know, between Luxembourg and London. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm doing diversity work now. And then it was kind of like, that'd be really nice actually. And um, so I had that in mind. And then when this lady was like, what do you really want? I was like, that'd be awesome to get you know, into that kind of director level role to start you know, influencing rather mm -hmm. than trying to you know to be able to put in kind of like you no know, mechanisms to stop bias happening to have a kind of really diverse and inclusive culture and to be able to kind of lead that and and um yeah so so yes yeah, so I don't know what, I've started putting my requirements around you know how much travel would I, would I want and you know how many reports would I want so let's say five to ten or something in a small to medium-sized company and what would my commute be like and what kind of industry would it be and I was like not a bank I don't want to <laughs> I'll probably come back to you in a few weeks say I've got a job at a bank yeah. um, and then you know and other requirements as well like what would I want to see diversity representation in the leadership or what kind of culture would I want mm. so before I start just going out there and seeing what there is having my list of criteria and then yeah. I can when I see things come up it's like oh that doesn't actually match with my criteria that I was looking for before yeah. you get started being seduced by the kind of headhunters and stuff. So I don't know, I haven't even looked at what jobs are available yet, but I thought it's a bit like kind of going out for a night out, isn't it? I wanted to kind of make sure I was looking my best. So I thought before I start looking out there, I need to kind of like go back and I'm pretty up my LinkedIn. I took off things that weren't relevant. I kind of emphasized things that were relevant on my, my resume as well. And then I'm kind of like get myself in good shape that I'm ready to kind of fire at my network. So I know recruiters, I know companies mm -hmm. here. So just exciting so I don't want, yeah, I'm not rushing into it exciting. but just kind of getting myself organized and my, my coach has said she's going to review my you know, CV as well and kind of mm. help punch it up a bit so that's brilliant yeah I don't know I what think, it is yet but that's kind of the direction I'm going yeah I think what you're doing is so right as well that's what I always promote as well is that I think a lot of people looking for a new job you know the temptation is just to rush to the job boards and rush to LinkedIn and but actually if you don't know what you're looking for yet then mm how are you going to find, you know, you, it's, it's even more difficult to find it. So I think that's really interesting. Totally. I think this sort of time, like you just said about slowing down, like this is a good time to do that kind of work, to reflect, to really think about, okay, so on the other end of this, life will go on and you kind of want to be ready, you know, ready and raring to go. And, and what's it going to look like on the other end of that? So I think that's really good. Really, yeah. to spend some time thinking. It's a bit about like kind of, especially around kind of Easter time. It's kind of almost like being kind of like a little egg. Like you're kind of ready to burst out, or like mm. a seed to germinate. And then when, when like the sun shines again and we can go outside, you're kind of ready for it, and you've kind of you've got a good root system. You've got you're ready yeah. to grow. And, I think that's yeah. interesting as well, actually, because I, th I think there's a sort of feeling that everything has stopped and people aren't spending money and people aren't doing things. So I'm interested to hear that like you've just obviously invested in working with a coach. So I've had new clients sign mm -hmm. up with me this week. I've had um, a client rebook with me this week and I've actually mm -hmm. invested myself in a training course as well. So it's kind of, yeah, fantastic. so I think yeah. this whole thing about not everything has stopped and actually now might be a good time to start something yeah, exactly. while you have got some time as well. So, cause it will, you know, we will come out at the other end. Yeah, totally. How, and I, I did the same thing like, 
Yeah, I did the same thing a decade ago. So I know it works. Like I, I was kind of, I'd gone into a kind of finance role and I wanted to get back into product marketing. So my coach, Nikki, kind of a friend of a friend, we did sessions, we kind of went through kind of belief walls and I don't know all this kind of stuff. And also kind of just visualizations of like, you know, close your eyes and imagine you're waking up and you're going to a new job. Like what's your commute like? What's the building like? What are the people like? Who is it? What kind of thing are you doing? And just kind of, I know it's like we you kind of like with, um, with, is it image boards or whatever, or kind of visualization? Vision boards, yeah. yeah, vision boards. Um, yeah, so I know it, I know it can work, and that and that worked for me last time. And I got a product manager job, so I, I trust the process. I'm just taking my time to kind of enjoy it because I know it's going to work, and I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it worked for me before, and I'm sure it's going to work. Yeah. So um, yeah, just I mean, kind of trust in the process. That's I think that's really good. I love the whole thing about um, vision boarding as well. I've got to share with you because I mm -hmm. think I may have actually predicted this pandemic. <laughs> I thought it was Bill Gates, but it, yeah, okay. So what did you do? Oh, yeah. you, well, you did like a vision board with kind so of I, like germs on it. <laughs> so I did a vision board at the beginning of this year on a training day that I went to with um, a lady called Kiki Kirby, who's brilliant, he's local to me. And we all did a vision board. And on mine, I have put um, a picture of a house, which at the time I thought was like an aspirational picture of a home I might like to live in. Whereas now I'm seeing it as stay at home. <laughs> And I also have put um, one walk a day on there, which is like what we're allowed to do <laughs> in the UK. Mm -hmm. I've put a picture of a mother and daughter um, at home together, which is like me spending time with my daughter at home. Mm -hmm. I put a picture of somebody um, reading um, in a window. So I've been doing a lot of reading. So I just feel like, oh my you goodness, read in the window. it's, it's <laughs> all, I always read in the window. <laughs> no, but like, oh, I live at oh. home and just kind of, so I just feel like a lot of the things on my vision board are are coming true in a way yeah, yeah but in a way that i hadn't expected but yeah i just thought that was quite i was still like this in the morning i went to my husband i was like oh my goodness i think i might have actually manifested this pandemic <laughs> look what's come here so well i mean there's, there's very lots of other things that could, could have fit with that kind of being at home with your, with your daughter and reading in I the know. window and having it's all in the, it's it's all the reframing brian <laughs> it is and uh, you're getting more clients and i think you're right i mean it's sometimes it doesn't look like things are happening and it's i don't know i kind of like gardening as well and sometimes it looks like over winter that things aren't happening but kind of roots are growing and no ecosystems mm. are still developing so even if it looks like nothing's happening things are happening I'm loving and, that as and well, it's a time it? to kind of not to freeze but to kind of think how can i invest in myself like everyone's doing kind of like online courses and connecting with people like with you no know, with our family like you know, five brothers and sisters and my parents were kind of connecting every week to do like a kind of sing-along like me on my little guitar and like my sister on her ukulele and we're all kind of picking songs each week or with other family members like mm. it's taken a crisis for us to do that but it's yeah. it's nice to kind of invest in that yeah i'm seeing that a lot as well everybody is um funnily when you said about and um, you mentioned the word unprecedented earlier and i was going to say that there were just some words that i've heard so much the last couple of weeks <laughs> like unprecedented um furlough and um what was the other word oh zoom fatigue i keep hearing <laughs> zoom fatigue. <laughs> but it's like everybody now is wanting to do like, any phone call that that i have which would normally be a phone call now is like done on zoom or facetime yeah because people are sort of wanting to see people so, yeah but i think there is that fatigue of kind of because there's, there's things i would have like i've just got my laptop like i haven't got like a big monitor or anything so it's not comfortable to sit here the whole day and there's things that there's big Excel sheets I would usually be working on where I'm like kind of putting that off. So I'm like, I need to do like a Zoom call and like I need to kind of walk around, maybe do some like um, do some hand washing because our washing machine's broken. I'm having to fix it myself because obviously no one's going to come out to us. So I'm doing kind of hand washing. Um, oh, sorry. I've just got, we've got a little visitor. This is my daughter, Jasmine. Hello. Um, 
Hello, Jasmine. Just Jasmine. something. This is Brian. You okay? Hello, Jasmine. Nice to I see you. Something. I thought I thought you weren't talking. Oh, no, I am talking. We're just going to do something. <laughs> Go and find Daddy. Okay. I'll see you in a bit. Bye. See you later, Jasmine. Bye -bye. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, she's sweet. <laughs> so there's been a lot more of that recently. <laughs> yeah, there's more of that. No. Sorry, darling. See you later. Bye. <laughs> well, I think it's time to wrap up the podcast for this week. It's really good to talk to you about our reflections and reframings and, yeah, new possibilities that are kind of coming out of this. Yeah, lovely to talk to you as well. And, um, yeah, we'll speak to everybody soon. Speak to you soon. Take care. Keep reframing. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.